I seem to go Would I ever stop? Nobody knows I was spinning on an endless carousel In a state of shock Then there was a
Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today is Bill Chaplin. And Bill is actually an awesome singer, songwriter, musician, and performer. He's the founder of the great band, The Sudden of Chaplin, and spent 28 years as vocalist and keyboard player for the supergroup Chicago. Now he, on his own, has a great new album. Album called Living for Love, and he celebrates over 55 years in the business. Please help me welcome Mr. Bill Champlin. <laughs> Bill, it's such a Man, pleasure. I, I, I hear applause. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if I can <laughs> do it here. Yeah, I hear you. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm doing Everybody good. Yeah, everyone's great, and we're, we're so glad that you could be here, and uh, I know uh, we're so excited about this uh, new album and Living for uh, Love, and why don't you tell us, first of all, how you came up with this idea, and is this a, a new album for you in a while? or the first solo album I've done in about 12 years, but I've done a couple of CWF albums, which is Champlin, Williams, and Freestead. Uh, mostly Japan and Scandinavia. I don't think, I mean, people in the U.S. know about it, but I don't think a whole lot of people have heard it. But, uh, and then we just finished, we did, a couple of years ago, we did uh, uh, Wonderground, W-U-N-D-E-R, Ground. Uh, and that was that was pretty cool. But at one point I was writing actually the title song for this record, Living for Love, and my wife Tamara came, you know, walked in while I was writing it, you know, just, just a guitar and a singer. No, no microphones, no Pro Tools. It was just, you know, coming up with it. And uh, and she said, uh, what's that? So I played it for her. She said, Bill, it's time for you to do a solo album. And right around that time, I mean, within a week or two of that, the, the, all the lockdowns and quarantines and, the, and COVID-19 was taking its toll. And I had a I had a Pro Tool rig, Pro Tools rig in my house that I worked that I've worked on. Did the whole pretty much the Wonderground album there and. Uh, and I went, okay, I'm ready to go. So I've just spent the last almost year, you know, up until a couple of months ago, spent just slaving over a hot Pro Tools rig. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Rather than watching television, I was watching the screen, you know, seeing how I could do it, you know? Yeah, so that's yeah. the that's the thing, uh, Bill. By doing it actually in your your house, then there's more of a temptation to do it all hours of the day then. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's it's in our guest house, so I get to walk kind of, you know, twenty feet to get into it. And my son Will, who's a really great musician, has a has he's got an Ableton rig on the other side of the room, and I got the Pro Tools rig there. And uh, it's just uh, it's a really great workroom. It's just a great vibe for creativity, and I've done a lot of stuff in there. And then you know, I'll use like computer drums just to get the song going, and then uh, you know, I'll program the drums for pushes and. And, you know, choruses and verses and stuff like that. And then at some point of the game, when I go, this is about ready to go, I'll basically go replace the drums and the, and the portable organs and get a real Hammond organ. So, I mean, that's kind of how, it, how I ended up doing this album. And, uh, you know, a couple of studios I go to, uh, the drums, half of the drums on the record were played by Alan Hertz, who ended, who's also a, a great, not only a great drummer and great musician, he's a, really really great uh pro tools engineer so it's a one-stop shop you go to alan you put the drums on and go hey well by the way let's start mixing it <laughs> you know they like that it's really cool 
And Bill, so we're talking about these songs. So did you actually write all of these songs during the, the you know this year period, or was these songs you had around? Or well, I'd say about three, maybe four of them were already were already kind of there before I decided to do a solo. I mean, we were looking into trying to do a into doing another Wonderground album, and I realized most of the song, songs that we were writing for the Wonderground thing were kind of more for for me to sing. So I'd say there's maybe three songs that were that were maybe four songs that were set for something else, and, and I went, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these over onto the solo album because they're kind of all me anyway. So so and, but the rest of it I wrote on the spot, just trying to you know trying to get it going. I got a hold of Greg Matheson, and uh, who I've written with many times over the years, and uh, and Greg and I, uh, you know, he sent me some tracks and I wrote the melodies and lyrics and. Uh, uh, and then there was uh, Bruce Geich, who's another friend of mine I've written songs with over the years, sent me a track that we, that Tamara and I wrote the lyrics for. And uh, the track was already done. I had George Hawkins on bass. And George uh, George passed away a couple of years ago. So the track's a little older. But with this kind of music, if it's, if it's good 10 years ago, it's good today. So that's the way that kind of, and that's a reason, a reason to believe, which is uh, the first song on the record. Oh. The record is getting really amazing uh, amazing reviews everywhere i mean people are going whoa this is really good so and uh you know have you you haven't heard it yet have you oh uh, yeah actually i've i've listened to a few of the songs so yeah it's it's, oh. it's great yeah yeah i think it was mixed really well and it was mastered really well joe gasworth max mastered the record so just in terms of sonics the record's really screaming it's really good and i got really the right amount of really good performances out of the players players and singers that I brought in to work on it and writers for that matter so it ended up uh, it ended up being a pretty good album I'm, I listened to it and I go I think I actually beat my last solo album which was great but it was like 12 it was 12 years ago so it was a long time between solo albums Oh wow! Wow! So that that uh, so one for before the the one that you did twelve years ago. Then when was the one before that? I mean, it was twelve years for each album. Or? Well, I did a handful of I did a handful of solo albums, mostly for a Japanese label. Right. In the pretty much in the nineties, I want to say I did like four or five of them, and uh, they were all really good good albums and everything. But they just never really caught on in the United States. I didn't really have the. Uh, the apparatus to sell them the way we kind of do now. I mean, we've got uh, Imagine Records involved in this in this project, and they're di- doing all the digital, taking care of all the digital uh, downloads and streams and all that. And they've been great. They've just been great, wonderful. And then for the CD itself, uh, we're just doing it out of our out of our merch on my on my website, out of uh, the merchandise page on my website is BillChamplin.com forward slash shop <laughs> and you can you want a cd there it is it's like that so probably i i probably end up stuffing the envelope so it's a little bit of a mom and pop store you know what i mean right so yeah bill you still do the the, the cds but i mean what do you think about all these digital downloads i mean respectfully like we've mentioned you've been around a few years i mean you must have seen all sorts of things changing huh Oh, are you kidding me? Well, somebody said, well, what did you record your first album on? <laughs> did you do it on tape? Did you do it on, on cylinder? <laughs> My first album I recorded a smoke signal. <laughs> you, know, but, <laughs> you know, that long ago. Yeah, I mean, I've gone from uh, from uh, 
I think my first record that I did, we were going four track. We did four track, and so you'd have to bounce to another four track to another four track, which really the way they did Sgt. Pepper. They did like, you know, all their stuff was about maybe six or seven generations down. Uh, just going four track to four track to four track. And then suddenly there was eight track. Everybody's going, oh my God, we got tracks for days. Then there was a 16 track, then there was a 24 track. Then at some point in the game, they came up with a, with a, uh, a digital 32 track, and then everybody just said, well, hell, let's just do the Pro Tools. So then, uh, you know, a digital performer and Pro Tools and Logic and all those those platforms is how many tracks do you want? Well, you, you got them. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, it's dangerous. <laughs> Too many, you know. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've recorded a lot, and really what it comes down to is, is, uh, is what you're dealing with or what I'm dealing with more than anything else is, Kind of, you know, there's a learning curve on every one of these these uh, machines that we're working with. But nothing. What hasn't changed is the fact that you really need a good song, you really need a good lyric, you need a and a, you really need good performances in order to make it really work. Right. Uh... So, I mean, yeah. I mean, people go digital versus analog and all this, that, and the other thing. It's the songs. Yeah, it really is the songs that make and the singer. And, uh, and the lyrics and what you're trying to say and how you're trying to feel. I mean, a friend of mine told me years ago that, the you know, the first thing that goes to tape is who you are and how you feel. You know, everything after that is, you know, time, intonation, uh, uh, you know, uh, equipment, all, you know, the, the book learning stuff. But what really hits the tape is how you feel. Or, you know, the hits the, I, I want to say tape, but it's destination where, the, where everything ends up living. And uh, and this album, I really wanted to try to make the lead vocal stand up and shout. So, because yeah, I've been doing background vocals for years, so I know that I know that art form pretty well, you know. And because I've done it on lots and lots of records, but that's kind of a craft. Whereas singing lead and trying to get a, a lyric across and trying to make people feel it is pretty much a lead. That's the lead vocalist's job. So. I made sure that I didn't do lead vocals the same day I did backgrounds. It kept me out of that. It kind of kept me out of trouble. Sometimes if you do it when you just finish, I'll sing a lead right after you finish backgrounds, and what you end up doing is, well, it's track seven of the backgrounds. <laughs> it's not it's not really standing alone, you know, so I, I try to make sure that that's what's going on. Okay. And I think I achieved it on this record, especially that first song. It, that thing starts off real pretty and real easy, and, the next thing you know, kaboom, it's just screaming. It's just really great. Uh, I've, I've kind of referred to it as Bambi meets Godzilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's gone on real easy, and then it just kind of slams. Okay, Bill, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, Mr. Bill Champlin. He has a new album coming out, uh, actually is is out, just came out January 22nd. It is called Living for Love, and uh, please uh, check that out. And We're so blessed that uh, Bill has allowed us to play three of the songs, uh, but there's a whole bunch of songs, so please help Bill, support Bill purchase that album you can get it digitally you can get it on a cd and uh, we're so honored that bill could be here today bill champlin you are listening to the mike care radio program what's up america as always probably broadcasting from mccoy florida usa planet earth and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today 
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is a great singer, songwriter, musician, uh, performer from the great state of California, the one and only Mr. Bill Champlin. And uh, Bill has a brand new, fresh off the press, uh, just uh, premiered January 22nd, brand new album available on digital download and uh, as well as CD, good old CD. The album is called, of course, Living for Love. So you want to uh, pick that up and help support Bill and uh, help support the, the great musicians of America who are essential workers and bring us so much joy and so, so much fun and so much emotion. And it, we're, we're just we're just honored to have Bill here. So again, my guest, Bill Chaplin and Bill, pleasure, honor you could join me today. Thanks so much. As I mentioned, we're truly honored and we're truly blessed and we truly do appreciate it. A lot of, a lot of things there, but we, we definitely do. Okay, uh, Bill. So now I want to talk about uh, some of the songs, uh, the nice songs here our audience has been listening to. I was given the, the the whole album, and I picked out some songs. I hope these are these are good ones that we're featuring. And uh, first of cool. all, we have reason to believe. I know you mentioned it, but can you tell us a little more the, about the backstory of it? Well, the uh, the the track. You know, I, I let my friend Bruce Geich know who I've, I've written off and on with Bruce for a long long time and the track the track was uh was sent to me I mean he lives in uh in Nashville and the track was sent to me and uh you know just the track on an mp3 hey, man, you're good. Right. and uh so the uh so the track was sent to me and uh and Tamara the minute you know just have heard an mp3 of it the minute Tamara heard it, she said give me that we want to do this right away so we wrote that thing in it you know the the melodies and the lyrics in about an hour and a half or two hours we were on that thing like white on rice and then you know and then i called bruce i said well who's playing who's playing bass he said that's george i said oh so great to have george one more george track on on my record because george passed away a couple of years ago so george hawkins jr is just one of the best bass players ever and i said who's playing drums he says vinnie <laughs> vinnie call you i went oh nothing <laughs> he's one of the best drummers in the world so I mean the tracks really good, and the rest of it was pretty much Bruce, Bruce playing guitar and keyboard, and I put a Hammond organ on it, and I, you know we wrote it. We were, had a couple of different drafts of how we wrote it, and when I was typing the final draft on it, I just looked at it and went, "This thing's really about. That's pretty much a thank you. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a very cool, very cool song. I mean it's really sort of thanking somebody for helping you through. I mean it's really." Really good song. It's a great, great tune. I was so happy to get that track from Bruce because I was really wanted to get one of Bruce's songs on my record, and we got one. You know. Oh, okay. And another song we have here, "Living for Love." Can you tell us about this? This is the one that I was writing when Tamara walked in and said, "You got to do a solo album." Right. And uh, and it just sort of the. You know, I mean, I'm kind of known for taking one of the songs and making it a title album. It's the, it's the, you know, make it make the title of the album the same title as the song. And this one, listening back to the album, I went, this, this sounds like this. I mean, but the song itself kind of different, it's a little bluesy, cat bluesy, which I kind of like. It's just, it's sort of a little change for me, and it's not completely West Coast or R&B, but uh, 
so it's kind of bluesy, and, and the lyrics on it are pretty real. It's like, hey, tell the truth, and, and you know, it's living for love. You know, I mean, you, everybody's so yelling so much, so much of the time, all the time. I want it's like, you know, you're not, you're not living for, for what's real, what the human beings put on Earth about, you know? So it's a little nudge. It's like, hey, are you living for love? Oh, okay. And another song we have here is Losing Ground. <laughs> That's a political song. There's no question about it. I, I, I needed a, I needed like a 12-8 kind of thing. You know, you know, one of those. And I, I called Greg and I said, you got something? He said, no, but I will by tomorrow. So he put the track together and sent it to me. I immediately wrote the lyrics on it. Had to get a chart for the end of the track because his, his chords were a little out of whack. I mean, I loved them, but I, I couldn't quite hear him that well. So I had to almost, it's one of the few songs I've had to actually read it to make it work, just for the background. And uh, and the uh, the whole rest of it uh, is it's really kind of a political thing. It's not on the left or on the right. It's right down the middle. It's just talking about basically we're being lied to by everyone. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not just the Democrats, not just the Republicans. Right. And if anybody thinks that what's going on in the world right now is a Democrat thing or a Republican thing, they're missing the point completely. Right, you know? yeah. So, And I think that song kind of says it all. You know, can we try before we buy? <laughs> yeah, I wish we could. It's a real client shame and a low-down, dirty game. <laughs> You know, we'll all be choosing, we'll all be losing ground. And that's basically kind of kind of how I wrote the tune. And uh, I don't usually write political stuff if I can get away with it. It just seems like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not all love songs by any means. But And I have, I have things that I feel about things, but I always try to write it so that you're not alienating anybody with, I'm on this side and you're on that side. That's all just, what that stuff does is separates people and people are supposed to be together right. you know hey we're here to love each other that's really what it comes i know it sounds like a san francisco hippie which i was and i kind of a lot of that I, a lot of those things that came down during that period of time i'm looking at now it's like that's that's some real stuff you know so living for love losing ground all this all that stuff is like hey folks <laughs> this we've we've all been so crazily involved in politics for the last couple of years. It's like, okay, settle down, relax, let's just be human beings for a while. Enough of this. Right. You know? Okay. I don't want to keep going with this hatred. Group. Yeah. Now, a friend of mine called Facebook hate book. <laughs> and then he said, I ain't watching the news anymore. I'm just going to smoke dope and play guitar. <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a good idea yeah. to tell you the truth. Some level, you know. Oh, anyway, okay. So, Bill, uh, those were three songs. And is there any other? And we encourage everyone in, in a, just a little bit, where we'll give the information again how to to purchase this album in different ways. But is there any other songs that our audience should be looking for? They're all good, really. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, good. you know, well, there's one on there. I had a, I had a couple. I had a bad, bad year about four years, three or four years ago. I was diagnosed with really aggressive cancer, and my son, my older son, passed away the next day. Right. 
And it took me a couple of years to write about that, and I finally got a song on there. It's a song called Another Lie. And uh, and it's if you know the story, and that's what it, I mean, we were, you know, I mean, I see he had uh, esophageal cancer for like two and a half years. So we kind of became pretty close during that period of time. And then, uh, and then next thing you know, he's gone and I got it, you know, not the same, not the same kind, but I spent a year fooling with that, you know, fixing that, getting that behind me, which it is. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I guess they call it cancer free at this point, but, uh, uh, it, it changed my viewpoint a lot. And I think the, the lyrics really, the, the lyrics really address the whole issue pretty well, I think. And that's just, you know, that's just one of the songs. I mean, a lot of people go, Oh, is a whole record like that? No, it's just one song, you know, one or two songs. And, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm offering advice or if I'm offering viewpoint in any song, they'll usually happen in a little lyric here and a little, little lyric there. You'll go, Oh, Wow, I got it. So if if you know, but at this point in the game, a lot of people that are hearing it for the first time, they're just hearing the grooves and the vocal. They're not really paying that much attention to the lyrics, but there's some lyrics to pay attention to at some point. You know, you don't have to listen the first time, you know, or or try to figure out what the hell I'm saying the first time. <laughs> the thing is, that's cool about the the CD is it's got the lyrics all printed on a booklet, and the CD cover is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Oh wow! So tell us more. I mean, about this CD cover was a certain artwork, or well, what we did is there's a there's a painter named uh, Vladimir Kush. He's, right. he's probably one of my favorite painters, and uh, and we Tamara and I were happened to walk by a gallery that he had in Las Vegas. So we were walking by, and uh, and what happened is, is we you know it was just closed. The guy was still there. He was just closing up shop. It was around, you know, around six or seven o'clock, and he just he immediately just, uh, uh, you know, we we immediately looked in the window and it was like, holy shit, look at this thing! There was just this gorgeous painting on the wall, and we were just freaking out about it. And the, and the guy who was the guy who was the manager of the of the gallery opened the door, and said, "Come on, take a look at it." So we took a look at it, and uh, and we we mentioned that we had a, one of one of Vladimir Kush's paintings that we bought maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago in Maui when he was, he only had one gallery in Maui. But we looked at it, we just went, oh my God, this is gorgeous. So Tamara got the guy's number, we started talking to him. She started talking to him on the phone and she just said, Bill, I just licensed that piece of artwork for your cover. I, I just got a licensing deal for it and we're just gonna use it as the cover. So that's what's on the cover. It's just, you know, there's some writing on it because we're trying to say what the record is, but. We're, we're kind of looking for them. If you see the cover, you go, wow, wish this was bigger. We're hoping that at some point in the game to release a double uh, CD, or not CD, but an LP, uh, uh, a vinyl album, you know, and everything. That's one thing that I miss with vinyl is that the record covers, the artwork on some of these covers are down pretty small on a CD, but on a vinyl record, they're, they're pretty big. There's, you know, eight by 10 kind of thing. Really beautiful. So we were really happy that we managed to get this, uh, get this, get Vladimir Kush's uh, painting, and it, it's, it's got a keyboard at the bottom of it, and these doves flying. It's just gorgeous. It's just so, he's such a great artist that we're really, really, really happy we got it. I got lucky with the record. I got really good players on it. I got really good uh, technicians on it. You know, I think the, the the worst engineer in the record was me, but it was fixable by the best. <laughs> so that was helpful. 
Okay, Bill, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back for a very last segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is the one and only Mr. Bill Champlin, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. He actually was the founder of the Sons of Champlin. And for 28 years, the the vocalist and keyboard player for the supergroup Chicago. Now, uh, Bill, uh, on, on his own, now has a great solo album. And it is called, of course, Living for Love. And uh, that's what we need to be doing during this time. But... Uh, I think uh, you know uh, it, it's it's beautiful living for for love, and I, I really like to hear songs like this. And uh, these songs uh, are a variety of different subjects and different ideas. So they're not just all love songs. Some love songs, political songs, you know, message songs, a nice mixture of different uh, different things. So and and that's what life is a spice, the variety of life and all that. So again, a gr- my guest, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, Bill Chaplin. Uh, you are listening to the Bike Care Radio program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. your bottom dollar the lies are gonna come and then wrap it in ribbons and bows and tell you we're gonna have fun we're screaming we're hollering and search for somebody to blame the same things always happen when history's ignored it's time to pay attention There's just one destination these promises will bring. Of course, the only answer is that we give up everything for someone else's power. That's what it is.
Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today is Bill Chaplin, who is a awesome singer, songwriter, musician, and performer. He's the founder of the Sons of Chaplin and uh, for 28 years was uh, one of the lead vocalists, a keyboard player for the supergroup Chicago. Today, uh, back on his own, Bill has a great brand new. Uh, album, solo album after 12 years. It is called Living for Love and uh, I hope uh, I picked out some songs and uh, Bill says that, that they're all good but you know I picked out a, a few of my favorites and uh, if you'd like to hear the whole the whole album, please uh, support Bill, support uh, great musicians during this time. Essential workers like Bill are very important. We need we need love. We need music. We we need a little, we need that that spice, you know. We we need a little bit of that that the, the the mellow the the striking whatever it is we need it. So uh, please uh, consider purchasing Bill's uh, new album. It's called Living for Love. You can get it like I'm going to get it on digital download, or you could get it like uh, you know I remember the CDs. However you want it, some great artwork on that CD, so you want to check that out. So I want to thank Bill, and I also want to thank each and every one of our podcast listeners for joining me today, sharing my love and passion for what I do, which is uh, bringing you Bill's love and passion for what he does. And if you've got a show idea, story idea, any sort of, I, uh, not just a, a guest person, like, I, you know, interview Brad Pitt. You know, interview the President Biden, interview this guy, interview that guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you've got an idea of, uh, you know, cooking or, you know, we we uh, fishing or whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm always open to it. So MikeCara.com, that's the website, and you could call or you could send an email, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, right now, what is kind of neat is we're doing these. Fa- this is actually done well. Our Facebook Live listeners won't be hearing this because this is actually then recorded right after I've deci- I decided not to take physical breaks because I I want I need to take breaks. That's how I like to do it. And I figured you know might as well keep the whole thing going. So the Facebook Live I start I start the tape the tape I start Facebook. And that is uh, it. So, again, my guest, Bill Chaplin. And, uh, Bill, pleasure on you. You can join me today. We're truly blessed. And uh, we're so thankful you're here. And we truly do appreciate it. Okay, Bill. So now the question is usually I, w- I would ask if there's going to be any sort of tour <laughs> with this uh, with this well, album. But I don't know about uh, yet. Well, the way I'm looking at the best case scenario is, is if it's if it's uh, if it's possible, if we can, if they'll allow us, if there's any live music. Right. Right now, it's just diabolical live music out there. Holy, you know, holy smokes, what's wrong with that? Just doesn't work for me. Uh, you know, it's been a year. I think it's a year since I, since uh, since we played a little gig up in Marin County, and uh, I did one one you know gig with a friend of mine. Uh, about three months ago, because at that point I was going, do I still know how to do this? Can I still play live? Because I'd become Mr. Studio Guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and uh, and you know, we put me in front of a Hammond B3 with some music to play, and you know, about two bars into the first song, I went, "Yeah, I got this. <laughs> I can make this work," and that's what I'm planning. If this, I mean, hopefully, this will all be. Uh, you know, coming to an end at some point because they got vaccines out there. They're starting to become a little more available. People are starting to get vaccinated. So I think it'll take four or five months for uh, for things to really open up again. And I'm hoping that they that they do. You know, uh, and if they do, believe me, I want to I want to gig it. I want to take it out and, and work with it, however I can, at whatever level I can. Oh, so any uh, yeah. any any sort of uh, gig? Uh, yeah, I understand that Disneyland is still closed. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that? They put Mickey back in the cage. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, no. They took the, yeah. somebody called the, uh, oh, they called it, a friend of mine used to work at Disneyland. He says, yeah, I got to go to work at, at Mouse Switch. <laughs> oh, wow. How great is that? So I don't, I don't know what that means, but uh, it sounds like it didn't dig his boss too much at some level. But I know a lot of people that worked at Disneyland here in California that are just not working now. Right. They got a little severance, they got a little bit of money, but you know, after that, it was nothing. They may get the call back when it when things open up, but for the moment, I think it's probably easier for them to shut down than it is to. to fight to keep it open and have a small amount of people come in there. Just So I, I think it, they probably just cut their losses and shut it down for until this thing is cleared out. Right, right. I kind of don't blame them. you got to look at the bottom line, what you're dealing with that kind of money. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay, uh, Bill. So uh, before we go, we want to talk about, you know, how everyone, uh, we mentioned it before, how you could get the album. So what's the best place? Uh the best way to get the, the, the CD itself is to, uh, to go to Bill Champlin, C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N dot com forward slash shop, or just go to BillChamplin.com. Pretty easy. And, uh, and then it'll tell you how to go to the, to the page. You, know, you look at the different pages. You see merchandise page. You just go there, and uh, boom, you can just, you know, it's a PayPal situation, and, uh, and we'll get the record out to you right away. Great, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. You mentioned he, said, he says record CD is what I meant to say. <laughs> to, to you look at me, man. To me, CDs are still new, and now everybody's trying to to uh, to just shut down all CDs. I know some. I talked to one guy. He says, "Man, I just talked to Alice Cooper. He said I don't want to buy air. <laughs> I kind of understand it. You know, with downloads and all that kind of thing. You just you never touching anything. So." Uh, there's some of us older folks have a tendency to want, uh, you, you know, if you're going to pay money, I want to have something I can touch <laughs> or, or, you know, booklets I can read and that kind of thing. Got the, uh, the digital, uh, version of it is at iTunes and I think Amazon and, uh, Pandora, uh, Spotify, the whole nine yards. I mean, all the digital platforms have the record. So if people don't want to fool around with mail order and waiting for it, uh, they can go get it today. Okay. It was released digitally uh, uh, January 22nd. So then, what, a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. So, so I, mean, I mean, you released it then all at once, but probably had the songs already long before that or somewhat before that. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, Sony's going to release the, the record in Japan when it, they're going to not, I don't think they're going to release it there until April. 
we've we've got it. And then uh, and uh, Imagine Records has got the whole digital situation going on, and they've also got it. Uh, I think to, I'm pretty sure they've got distribution worldwide. I just told them, you know, I'm I'm doing Sony in Japan, but the rest of the rest of the world is all yours. And I think it's Warner Music Group that's it's doing you know at least digital distribution around the world. Oh, great! So it's it's a worldwide thing if you if you know about it, but and you know, Imagine Records kind of got us you know got us a, a, a publicist, Shauna O'Donnell. She's just great, and uh, I think you've spoken with her. Yeah, she, and, she uh, is helpful. Yeah, very helpful. She's really a sweetie pie. I mean, she's been burning. She, I mean, I've been doing you know we're we're doing everything we can on this record. I mean, I've done a lot of solo albums that I just kind of threw at the wall. And let, you know, let somebody else try to sell it, and, and a lot of times it doesn't work. What we've realized this time is, you know, we got to, you know, you can't just do the record and walk away from it. You have to do everything you can on any level that you can to try to get people to hear it. And that's why we're, that's why we're doing what we're doing. And it's, to me, it's really cool because I, you know, they're, they're talking to people that find out how are you doing in Mississippi, how's everything going in Boston, you know. Just, I get I get a little bit of eyeball of how the rest of the country getting along with, especially with COVID and all the rest of the stuff. So it's kind of cool, and you know, and at the same time, trying to get uh, your listeners and everybody else's to, to realize that the record is available and it's out there, and it's a good album. People are people are really excited about it. Okay, uh, Bill, and finally, we mentioned that you you, you know you got your your shots. So, I mean, if the Olympics in Tokyo would call, would you be w- interested in performing there? Oh, love to! And when is that <laughs> supposed to be? It's supposed to be midsummer, right? Yeah, they're they're doing it for for now. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> okay, well, if anybody, I, for I, man, I've been, I've been to Japan in different configurations. Many times before, so I know how to drive downtown LA to the Japanese consulate, give them my passport, fill out all the stuff, and get it going so that I can go over there. You need visas to make that happen. Right. But, uh, right. We're planning, you know, we're looking at musicians to to play with the band, and uh, and I think it's going to be. I think we'll, you know, once once it opens up, we'll be playing. No question about it. And Tamara and I will be in the band because she just got the. She's such a great singer. I got to get going. I mean, that probably the next record will be hers. You know, I'm gonna start working on working on producing a record for her because we got about five songs in that are really good stuff. So, and she's she's not only one of the most beautiful women in the world, she's an outrageously great singer songwriter. And uh, so, I'm, I mean, I'm about as lucky as it gets to have that going on. You know? Okay. Okay. I need some high notes. Hey, Tam. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll do the dishes if you sing this high note for me. Get these high notes for me. Yeah. It works kind of like that, you know? We got trade-outs going at the house. <laughs> Great. Oh, okay, okay, uh, Bill, we want to thank you so much uh, for your time. We really well, Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. We're sure, we appreciate it. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Just, uh, you know, if you can't, you know, buy a CD or anything like that to go to either Spotify or iTunes. You can download them at iTunes. It means that you can make your own CD and play it in your car. But, uh, uh, you know, and all those digital platforms are wide open. Just look for Bill Champlin, Living for Love. Okay, okay. that uh, sounds uh, great. And if you could give your website one final time. Yeah, it's Bill Champlin, B-I-L-L-C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N dot com. That's pretty easy. 
uh, and then usually you just put a forward slash shop, you know, S H O P, and it'll take you right where you can put, you know you can put in an order for the album, and we'll have it in the mail in no time at all. Okay, sounds great. My guest has been Bill Champlin, and you've been listening to the Mike Kira Radio uh, program. What's up, America? Please catch us again next time.